Welcome to the Houston Grass Podcast with Houston Grass owner, Michael Romine. Tips to help you buy, install, and care for your grass in the Houston area. Morning, everyone. I'm Michael Romine, and this is the Houston Grass Podcast. It is late June, and it's hot. And uh, I'd, so what we want to talk about this morning is the repercussions of that heat. We're, uh, in the last couple of weeks, we've had several hundred degree plus days, uh, actual air temperature, and we're, uh, we're scheduled for several more of those before we get before we get past this. And we're only in June, so uh, I'm not sure where we're headed, but that just doesn't seem to bode well. So we want to get everybody ready. Uh, first thing you got to do is turn on that irrigation uh, or start dragging those hoses if you haven't already. Uh, got it. Got that. That is the, the the most important thing I can I can jump up and down on here. Uh, got to get at least an inch of water on this on this grass a week, preferably with two to three waterings. Uh, stretch it out so you don't end up with a bunch of runoff. Uh, if you don't. Uh, Chinch bugs will be the first thing that'll show up. You'll you'll start to see uh, some first. There'll be little hot spots. It'll first appear as hot spots, and you might write it off to those just being hot spots in the, in the yard. The grass will kind of shrivel up and get gray in, a, in an area, uh, and and it very well may be just drought stress stress with some hot spots uh, that just need a drink of water. However, it very well may be that chinch bugs have already moved in there. They, those are the areas that the chinch bugs usually go to first. And it's usually where concrete, uh, say a section of sidewalk in a, in a uh, uh, driveway meet or something where you really get that, that radiational, that heat coming off the, that concrete into that grass. Uh, and if you don't get water on it soon, it'll, you, you'll lose it. And it won't be because of the drought. It'll be because of the chinch bugs. I know water bills are, are not fun, but uh, ripping out your grass and replacing it and bringing in dirt and grass and all of that is, is a lot more expensive. So uh, stay, stay on top of that watering. Uh, that is the, the number one thing that I, I can reiterate. Uh, I can tell you that if you're using a hose and a sprinkler, uh, people are usually kind of taken aback by how long it takes to that, that, that is usually when I, before I had an irrigation system at my house, that took about four hours. It took about four hours, uh, with a wand style sprinkler. Uh, I don't know that, but the, the one with all the holes in it that kind of wave back and forth like that. I put a rain gauge out and that's what everyone should do because based on my water pressure with that style sprinkler, it was taking about four hours. Uh, so two, two hour waterings per week to put out that amount of water and irrigation system is going to do it differently for sure. It's going to do it a lot more quickly, uh, but still sticking a rain gauge out there would be an excellent idea to make sure you're getting that. Cause if you're not, it, it can uh, spell trouble as far as chinch bugs go. Uh, need to raise the, your mower's height. Uh, it is this time of year. It's three, three and a half inches. If, if that's what you were at, uh, you need to be every bit of three and a half or four inches now. Uh, maybe even a, a, another half inch wouldn't hurt anything. Uh, that helps to shade that dirt and uh, keep some of that sunlight off of it and keep that moisture on it. It also, uh, it, it, it's less stress on the grass when you keep it, when you keep it a little taller, when you mow it off real short that uh, you really have to be dumping the water on it to do that. Uh, so keep, keep that in mind, raise, raising that mowing height. Uh, 
<clears throat> absolutely no weed control this time of year. Uh, I would say that in most cases, homeowners don't have and, and me included <laughs> as a homeowner has no business treating with selective herbicides in their yard. We replace a lot of people's yards every year that they, they went to Home Depot or even if they go to a store that knows what they're talking about. Uh, you take your little bit of stuff to whether it be image or, or something like that, that, that kills just this certain type of weed. Uh, and if you put it out when it's this hot this time of year, uh, you are asking for trouble. I would say that most times of the year, it's so easy to, uh, to, to mix it wrong or just put out the wrong amount just with a hand sprayer or something like that, that it really is, is trouble. But when it gets this hot, you're, you're, you're asking for trouble for sure. Uh, we always tell everyone on new grass, uh, don't put out any herbicides on it for a year because you can stunt root growth and, and all of that. Uh, so I just live with the few weeds that you have after a big rain or a big watering, you can pull them. Uh, if you wanted to spot treat with some glycophosphate, uh, you could, uh, that's, that's basically it's, it's roundup is what we're all, all used to, uh, you, you could do that, but uh, spraying the whole yard in hopes of killing some, some weed that's uh, a pest right now uh, is, is a bad idea. So no weed control right now, no weed control ever when you plant new grass uh, for at least a year because you don't want to stunt root growth and that, that grass getting good and attached to the ground. Uh, be on the lookout for gray leaf spot, uh, so especially if you have grass in the shade and especially if it is palmetto uh, and especially, especially if you're just buying palmetto from us that's been heavily fertilized to be bright, bright, pretty green from our farm and you take that grass, you put it in the shade and then you have to dump a bunch of water on it in order to get the grass to take hold uh, and root down is exactly what you have to do. That is exactly the recipe for bringing on this gray leaf spot fungus too. Uh, we are telling everyone that buys a pallet of palmetto right now to be sure. And we we, uh, we sell Heritage G. Uh, you can get it online as well. I, I don't care where you get it from, but if you plant new grass in any shadier area, and even in maybe even the sunnier areas right now, uh, high heat, high humidity, plus a lot of water and uh you've got a recipe for gray leaf spot. So you need to uh, be on the lookout for it. I would even say that if you are planting new grass, uh, you do it preemptively. And that we were telling everybody within the first three to five days, our farm treats with fungicide, but I never know where it's going to be. The stuff only may have a two, three, four week shelf life. The fungicide they put out, they might be sending it to me three days after they applied that stuff or three weeks after they applied that stuff. So uh, it's a very good idea to preemptively put out that uh, Heritage G or, or similar. Uh, you know, we like the Heritage G. When you start dumping all that water on it, it'll keep it away. And then you put another application down in two to three weeks and that will kind of keep that stuff at bay. So you you very well may see it. As we get hotter and more humid this summer, gray leaf spot is just a fact of life uh, in the shadier areas. If you're taking care of your grass, if it's got some nitrogen in it and whatnot, uh, whatnot, it, it it does it does show up. So uh, be on the lookout for for the gray leaf spot. 
uh, and, and in your shadier areas and in, in areas with higher traffic too, we'll also notice that uh, you'll see that the higher traffic that I think just anything that brings about stress on the grass, like that higher traffic can bring about that gray leaf spot as well. And it appears as uh, on a single blade of grass, you'll see the little brown dots, uh, not even the size of a pencil eraser start to appear on it. And then before you know it, the whole piece of grass uh, turned brown and, and withers away that it, it'll do that across a large area. So uh, be on the lookout for that. If you're putting down new grass, put out that fungicide preemptively. Uh, new grass too. Uh, something I would like to mention, well, people call us right now. Uh, we sell grass year round. Uh, so they call and ask, say, say they want to order grass for Friday. Uh, and all they tell us is that they, they need grass on Friday. So everything happens a day early here. So we will cut that grass. You will put that, you want the grass delivered on Friday. So we cut it on Thursday, bring it to you Friday morning. And you didn't tell, tell us that you need to lay it on Saturday. And uh, that grass uh, will turn yellow sitting on the pallet. This time of year, it's the equivalent of taking a sheet of plywood and going and throwing it out on your yard uh, and letting it sit there for 24 hours. It's going to yellow that heat. Uh, holding that heat and moisture under there is tough on it. You've got to get that grass off the pallet. Uh, and, and people ask, well, is there anything I can do to prolong that? Can I water the pallet? The only thing you can do is get that pallet unstacked. Of course, if you're if you're going to unstack it, you might as well put it out where it's supposed to go. So uh, make plans for when you order grass to get it get it off that pallet the day you get it uh, to have the best uh, best chance. Uh, and then, of course, follow it up with, with lots of water uh, that first week. It's uh, really important. That actually, I would say the first day is the most important watering. People generally underestimate how much water that grass needs that first day. And we tell them 8, 10, 12 hours with a hose and sprinkler, and they're kind of dumbfounded. But uh, it really takes two to three inches of water that first day. It takes a long time to put out that much water with a hose and even an irrigation system, too. So, uh Keep that in mind. It does it does take a lot of water. And then, of course, the first two weeks, even that first week, you're watering every day. And I would even say this time of year, you're probably watering every day for the first two weeks. You can start backing off the time uh, amount on that on that second week. That first week, you really got to be pouring the water to it. To, uh, you're basically battling this heat and evaporation and, and, and all that. So uh, just just something to, to, to keep in mind. Sorry, I'm, I'm kind of bouncing around there, but I, I did want to mention that, that watering is, is very important. Uh, one other thing I want to just mention in, in, in passing that doesn't have anything to do with that, but uh, we're, we obviously year-round get questions about palmetto and planting grass in the shade. When should I buy Raleigh St. Augustine? When should I buy Palmetto St. Augustine? And in general terms, we tell people that the Raleigh St. Augustine needs six or seven hours of direct sunlight per day. Uh, by direct sunlight, I don't mean a little spot here, a little spot there. We call that filtered sunlight. That doesn't count. Uh, you, if you've got a big tree, you at least have to get that morning and or evening sunlight. And maybe some, if you can thin a canopy enough to buy some more sunlight, the more sunlight you get with any of our grasses uh, or any grass, uh, the, the better they're going to do, the healthier they're going to be. Uh, but Four to five hours for the Palmetto St. Augustine, six to seven hours for the for the regular Raleigh St. Augustine. There is no there is no silver bullet. There's the the uh, 
the fine-bladed zoysias, the cavalier, and the emerald that can also withstand about that much shade. They can they can live on about four to five hours of direct sunlight. I am not aware of another grass out there that can that has more shade tolerance than that. People call us and ask us what's the most shade tolerant grass you got. We tell them that, and they're disappointed when they hear that it's four or five hours because they may not just not get that. Uh, so, as far as I know, you got to have that four or five hours, or you got to uh, you got to come up with a different solution. Whether it's getting rid of trees, aggressively pruning trees, whatever you have to do. But if you want grass, that's what it's going to take. So keep that in mind. Also keep in mind the fact that uh, just because you see the neighbor across the road that's got. 50-year-old oak trees with beautiful green grass growing underneath it doesn't mean that you can just take any regular St. Augustine and throw it in the shade. When those, when that grass and that tree grow up together and that grass has a chance to a little bit at a, at a time adapt to that shade, uh, that is a whole different ball game than when we go take even our Palmetto St. Augustine has grown out in a wide open field. Uh, and even though it's got good shade tolerance, we take it out of that. It's been in that perfect sunlight conditions all the time. We take it, stack it on a pallet, and you put it in your yard underneath this uh, in similar conditions, these old oak trees or whatever, and you expect it to do what the neighbors have done, and that's, that is not the case. They, uh, once, once you lose that grass in those areas and you have to replace, you have to make, uh, make accommodations for, uh, for, for that for that shade tolerant grass, even the shade tolerant ones. Uh, so keep that in mind. Of course, if you're doing it this time of year, you've got to pay attention to your fungicide program, your watering program. It is also a good idea, whether it is established grass or new grass, to uh, keep that mowing height up uh, in those shadier areas. I know a lot of people have yard services that come through and cut everything off at the same height. Uh, and a lot of them like to do it low because it, uh, it it looks a little bit better after they first do it. Uh, that is that is really rough on uh, on any grass, especially when it's hot. But in the shade, you can always keep that mowing height up a little bit higher. That leaves a little bit more of that leaf tissue exposed to the sun and uh, and allows it to to collect a little bit more of that sunlight. Also. If you're standing out on the street or the sidewalk and you're looking out across it, keeping it a little bit taller gives the uh, gives the look of having more grass than there really is out there. Once you go and walk out in it and you look down on it, you might see it's a little bit thinner, but uh, it does look better from from the street or whatever too. And you can keep that mowing height a little bit up, uh, so it serves multiple purposes when you do that. So uh, it's hot outside. Turn on the water. Uh, don't be afraid of the water bill. I'm sorry. Uh, it's less expensive than replacing the grass though right now. Uh, fall will be here. We'll be talking about uh, fall special fertilizer before we know it. But uh, right now, just uh, hunker down and, and bear the heat. And uh, please give us a call if you have any questions. Thanks for listening. Thank you for listening to the Houston Grass Podcast. We have more information on our website at Houston Turf Grass dot com.